Mason followed the forest stream, up deeper into the thick woods, Cooper, Leo, and Jory in close pursuit, the late summer leaves crunching underneath their sneakers. Mason squinted as he peered further into the forest, the falling sun stabbing painfully at his eyes. He shielded his furrowed brow and pushed forward. You guys, I'm hungry! Jory, we're not even that far from the house yet! I'm still hungry! Mason looked behind them, at the old house far in the distance. Mason and his brother Jory had come to visit his grandparents' property every year, but this was the first time Leo and Cooper came. He turned back toward the forest that sprawled before them, rife with mystery. Mason and Jory had never gone very far into the woods here, despite the amount of times they visited. Their grandparents had watched them closely, but this year, Papa Gregory had said to at least be back by supper and sent them on their way. Suddenly, Mason felt a tap on his shoulder, his thoughts instantly scattering. He turned his head. His best friend stared at him, unamused. Mace, why did you have to bring Jory? I'm sorry, dude. Mom says I have to bring him along. Jory complains all the time. So do you. Leo elbowed Mason hard, a grin finally settling on his deeply tanned face. <laughs> Not more than you. Yeah, you're funny when you lie. They heard footsteps pick up behind them. Before they could turn around, Cooper popped up between them, his brown eyes shining with curiosity. What you guys talking about? Nothing. Eh, you guys always leave me out. We so Mason don't. rolled his eyes as they bickered and looked back down the stream. It had started to get a bit wider as they followed it, and Mason knew the small pond was coming up soon. He quickened his pace. We've got to hurry if we want to explore any. They're probably going to have food ready soon. Want to race? Want to race? Mason grinned as Leo bounced beside him. He looked at Cooper, whose eyes shone at the thought. Then his face fell as he looked at his brother. Well... What? Mason sighed. Can you keep up with us if we race? Yeah, duh! I bet I'm faster than all of you! <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, let's race already! The boys stopped and stood in a line. Cooper bent slightly. One. Jory wiggled. Two. Leo stretched and bounced on his toes. Three. Mason narrowed his eyes, mapping out the quickest way forward through the dense trees. Go! In a flurry, all four boys took off, the bend of the widening creek guiding them. Wind played at Mason's hair as he wove through the tall trees, Leo half a step behind him. Cooper's clumsy feet stamped into the soft grass behind them as Jory whined for them to slow down. Despite his brother, Mason pushed his feet harder into the forest floor, leaves kicking up into the cooling air. He leapt over half-rotten logs and dove between the tall oak trees that stretched to the sky like fingers. The sound of footsteps behind him seemed to quiet. Mason cast a quick glance behind him and smiled as he saw the other three a few strides away. Leo was the closest, and they locked eyes for a moment. In that half-second, Leo's hazel eyes lit with determination. Mason turned his head forward and sprinted harder. He heard Leo slowly gain on him. In a wild panic, 
Mason sharply turned toward the stream and launched himself over it, landing clumsily on the other side. That's cheating. Not cheating if there are no rules. Mason! Come on, slow folks! Mason laughed breathlessly to himself as he continued running far out of view. Their cries faded into the distance, and only when Mason heard the soft call of birds in the growing twilight did he slow down. As he caught his breath, he looked around at the silhouetted trees. Something about them, or perhaps about the small moment of solitude in the growing darkness, made him feel oddly serene. Stars blinked into the purple sky. Where even are they? They sure are slow. Mason spotted a bit of rock embedded into the earth and perched himself there, looking towards the creek. It was much wider here, and the burbling became rhythmic and soothing. He was reminded of how thirsty he was and licked his lips. He stood again, briefly peering across the creek, looking for his friends. Mason rolled his eyes. God, they really are slow. He padded over slowly and knelt by the stream's edge. He put a finger in the water and recoiled. (gasps) That's so cold. Mason eased his hand into the water, his dark reflection reaching back at him. He cupped his hand and began to bring it to his mouth. A breeze tickled his ear. What the? Mason jolted his head upright and looked behind him. He touched his ear and furrowed his brow. Mason's stomach suddenly felt like knots, and he backed away from the stream, wiping his hand on his jeans. He decided to sit down again and wait. He'd have water later. Another small breath of wind played at his ear. His hair stood on end. Shock, sire, they perth. Mason leapt to his feet. <gasps> Hello? It came as a whisper that squeaked from his tightening throat. He whirled around on his toes. A gust of wind kicked up. Civic? Mason shook his head and slapped at his ear. He bit his lip and looked about wildly. His heart began to pound. <gasps> I can hear you! Where are you? Ixma. Mason tilted his head, his gaze drifting to the stone. He furrowed his brow and took a cautious step forward. He stopped halfway to it and looked around again. The air was still. No birds made a sound. The wind had stopped. Even the stream seemed more quiet. Mason tiptoed toward the bit of rock and knelt beside it. He scraped at the dirt around it. Mason hadn't noticed before, but a small line was carved into the top of the rock, pointing two trees to the right. Mason stared. Behind that second tree, A rail thin brunette in ripped leggings and a red dress too big for her looked at him shyly. Mason held his breath. The girl didn't move. Seconds moved impossibly slow. All Mason heard was the drumming of his heart in his throat. Why are you trying to mess with me? Who even are you? She cowered a little more. Shiloh. Mason slowly stood. She looked taller than him. He cleared his throat. Um, uh, well, you're not a very good bully if that's what you're trying. He cleaned his hands with his shirt. Shiloh reached out to him and waved her hand. Ixma. 
Mason gave her a confused look. What? I don't understand. Mace! Leo's voice rang out over the silence of the twilight. Mason looked behind him, across the creek. He heard shuffling and snapped his head back round. No. Shiloh was out from the tree now, beckoning Mason more fervently. Mason took a step away from her. I... I have to go. Shiloh made a pained face and dejectedly moved back behind the tree. Mason's stomach turned with guilt. I can come back tomorrow! Shiloh peeked at him curiously. Mace, where are you? The brunette extended her arm to him, her pinky out. Mason did the same, still taking steps backward. Yeah, I, pr I promise, okay? Just be here tomorrow if you want to play. Shiloh's pale face warmed with a soft smile. Dartu. Mason gave an awkward smile back and waved. Suddenly, his shoulder buckled under a hard grip. He jolted forward with a yelp. Yeah! Mace, it's me! Jeez! Leo looked at him with concern. What'd you run off so far for? We called after you to stop! I... I guess I didn't he hear it. Uh, dude, are you okay? Mason turned his head towards the tree. He saw a flash of red disappear behind it. Well, what is it? Mason bit his lip in thought. Shiloh's sad eyes kept him quiet. Nothing, Squirrel. Let's just go back home. I'm starved. Leo laughed and hopped <laughs> around him. Want a race there? Mason cringed and looked up to the deep purple sky. A lonely star blinked at him. I'm done racing for today, I think. Dinner passed quickly with the falling night, and soon the boys were tucked into bed, exhausted from the adventures of the day. Mason stared at the ceiling blankly, his mind on Shiloh. He tried to recall what she had said, but couldn't. It wasn't English, not entirely. He knew that. Mason brought an arm over his eyes, trying to push the thought away. He was tired dead tired. Yet, even at close to one in the morning, with all his friends deep in a slumber around him, he couldn't find his own way there. Mason furrowed his brow. What did she say again? Dear Thadu? At the word, a loud snap echoed in the room. Mason jolted up, hyperventilating. He looked at the others, still asleep. He shook his head back and forth, and pulled the covers off. Maybe I just need water. He crossed the bedroom and turned the lock of the door. It didn't budge. Huh? Grandpa and Grandma had never locked them in the bedroom before. This was odd. He jiggled the lock harder. Panic arose in his throat, but he bit his lips shut. He groaned with effort as he pushed harder into the door. At a sound behind him, his stomach dropped. He stopped moving and held his breath, listening. Mason's heart echoed loudly. He heard the window slide all the way open, then soft clambering at the sill. A moment of silence passed. Then, 
A wet footstep gently hit the hardwood floor. And another. And another. Mason slowly turned his head, chilled to the very marrow of his bones. Shiloh stood in the room, her red dress completely soaked, dripping water onto the floor. Shiloh! Mason covered his mouth, suddenly remembering to be quiet. Shiloh tilted her head curiously at him, her large eyes hardly blinking at all. What are you doing here, Shiloh? Go home! Home. I don't know where that is anymore. Mason jolted back at her words. You can speak English this whole time? Shiloh scrunched up her nose. No. Huh? You are speaking my tongue, boy. Your... tongue? Quite. Mason furrowed his brow, lack of understanding plain on his face. Jory stirred a bit. Mason's eyes grew wide, and he put a finger to his lips. Shiloh mimicked him. He scowled at her. Jory began murmuring in his sleep. He usually did so, but this time was different. Mason couldn't understand him. He listened further to his brother, but still couldn't understand the words. Mason looked at Shiloh, who was watching Jory curiously. She took a step toward him. No, Shiloh! She didn't stop at Mason's quiet scolding. She crouched by the tossing Jory and placed a hand on his head very gently. Jory's body went limp, and then he settled into sleep again. Shiloh stood. Mason was stunned silent by a million questions. Shiloh? What is it, boy? Uh, my name is Mason. Well now, that is an odd name, is it not? Well, Shiloh's a dumb one too. She gave him a mournful look. I never said yours was idiotic. Um. Mason sheepishly looked away, his eyes downcast. Shiloh turned towards the window. If you truly intend on playing tomorrow, then follow the rock. You'll find me. Shiloh, Shiloh, uh, wait. She stopped moving, but did not turn her head to look back at Mason. Why, why couldn't I understand Jory just now? Shiloh turned. Her large, velvet eyes met Mason's. I told you, Mason. You are speaking my tongue. Mason woke early and ate breakfast in a flash. He wanted a bit of a head start on the others. Hopefully he could find Shiloh and spend time with her before everyone came to play. Mason ran quickly along the stream, the brisk morning fog gathering at his feet. He leapt across the small creek, trying to follow his movements from yesterday exactly. Soon enough, he came across the embedded rock. Mason knelt beside it, running his fingers along the top of it. The line he noticed now was actually the tiniest of arrows. He looked up, two trees to the right. Shiloh wasn't there. He sighed, but walked over anyway. The tree she was behind before had a sliver of a notch carved into it. Another arrow. 
Mason followed the near-invisible path through the woods until he came to a giant tree nestled beside a beautifully dark lake. In this tree was an old treehouse that seemed to creak and shudder, even in the still air. Shiloh! Who's Shiloh? Mason yelped and whirled around, face to face with Leo. Dude, why? I knew you were doing something secret. Come on, let's look at this thing. Mason's jaw set, and he gripped onto Leo's wrist hard. Leo, don't! I, I found it first! We technically found it together, Mace, so it's ours now. Leo playfully shoved Mason, who clumsily fell into the grass. Leo took off toward the treehouse. Mason scrambled to his feet as he shouted at his best friend. Leo! Leo just laughed and jumped onto the rope ladder that dangled by the shore of the lake. Mason's blood boiled. He rushed to catch up with Leo, worried that he might scare Shiloh. It's so cool in here. Leo! Wait up! Mason's feet got tangled in the rope ladder as he climbed, and he impatiently shook his feet from the loops, reaching for the floor of the treehouse. When he finally had his hands on wood, he hoisted himself up, crawling under the floor. Suddenly, the smell of lavender hit his nose pleasantly. His anger settled a bit as he looked around Shiloh's treehouse. Symbols were carved into the floor and walls, and thick limbs wove into and out of the ceiling of the treehouse. There was even a small window carved into the wall overlooking the lake, though no glass was there. Papers were strewn about the floor, and stains resided deep within the weathered wood. Old glass bottles and feathers were scattered across a small opening in the thickest limb there was, fashioned to be a shelf. Leo, let's not tell Jory or Coop about this, okay? Promise this can be our secret, right? Yeah, duh. I promise. Leo was thumbing through a leather book. Mason instantly felt possessive, but he bit back his desire to wrench the book from Leo's hands. What is that, Leo? A pointed question. I don't know. It's really dumb looking. Mason turned his head away as he fought a snarl. He drew in a slow breath and walked closer to Leo. Let me see. You, you never like to read. That's so not true. The boys peered at the yellow pages together, and Leo drew a finger over the words. See? Can't even read it. Just weird. I, I can read it. You can? How? Mason shook a bewildered head. I, I don't know. I just can. What's it say, dummy? Shut up. Let me concentrate. Mason slightly furrowed his brow as the symbols on the paper swirled into words he could read. His heart pounded and robbed him of his breath. Mason, I left this for you. I guessed that perhaps your friends would come with you, so I wanted to talk to you in secret. Do not let them play with my stuff. Those items are secret for you and me only. Understand? Only us. Stop them. Whatever it takes. I will be very sad if they touch our things, Shiloh. Mason cast a quick glance at Leo, then back at the book. Mason's mind ran a mile a minute. He couldn't stop Leo. Leo was bigger and stronger than him. 
Leo would touch everything. Mason's breath came in shallow bursts. Mace, hurry up! What does it say? It... it says, um... Mason scrambled for a thought. Leo looked at him curiously. Through the window behind Leo, Mason noticed a rail-thin hand lift up and settle into the windowsill. Mason quickly gazed back at the book. It... it says... South Shiloh. Stop, Shiloh. My friend is here. Just wait. I'll get him to leave. What does that mean? It's instructions. You're not going to believe me, but um, it's how to do a spell. Mason drew in a slow breath. He pointed close to the large opening in the floor of the treehouse, at a star carved into the wood. It says whoever wants to understand the way of magic must stand in the spot with the star. Then you have to close your eyes and- Me! I want to do it! You said you found the treehouse first, right? So I get magic first! Mason grinned and nodded, though no humor was behind it. He saw Shiloh peek over the window, her velvet eyes wide with curiosity. She moved further up and smiled gently at Mason. Mason's own smile melted into one more genuine. You're right, Leo. You're right. Mason pretended to thumb through the leather-bound book again. So you have to close your eyes and chant the words, Zayxane Air. What does that mean, Mace? Shiloh gave Mason a wicked smile. He returned it as he lied through his teeth. It means I summon magic. Cool! Leo closed his eyes and excitedly chanted. Mason closed the book quietly and tucked it under his arm. Shiloh silently crept through the window, straightening her red dress absentmindedly as she watched. Mason lifted a hand up. You know what's funny, Leo? What's that? Mason gave a crazed grin that reached his eyes. I lied. Leo's eyes flew open a second too late. Mason pushed him with full force out of the treehouse, and Leo screeched as he tried to grip onto the rope ladder. Shiloh was instantly at the hole and whipped the rope round, an inhuman smile playing at her lips. Mason watched, motionless, as the rope snagged around Leo's throat, and as suddenly as it started, the screaming stopped with a sickening crack. Shiloh laughed as she gave Mason a glance. <laughs> I deserve this? I thought it would be appropriate. <laughs> oh, it was. Shiloh gave Mason a hug. Thank you for protecting our things. Of course. I promised I'd play with you today. Mason's train of thought ended as he watched Leo's limp body dangle from the rope. He shook his head and looked at Shiloh. She tilted her head at him. Mason and Shiloh looked up into the forest, Cooper and Jory calling in the morning fog. Shiloh, what do we do? Shiloh looked at the body, and then at the lake. Mason? Yeah? Want to keep playing with me? Mason grinned. <laughs>